And with me in studio today, you guys are really lucky. There's a French festival going on the moment, Very and lucky. <laughs> and <blessed. laughs> and we've got Pax Asadi in with us Hello. today. He's in Dunedin for the French festival. He's doing Pax Asadi Brown Famous. Brown right? Famous. Is that like a wordplay on Born Famous? Oh, born Famous. Brown Famous. Like when, no. when Brown Famous like. It's work. just brown. Only brown people know who I am. <laughs> White people don't know who I am. Do white people not come to your shows? Be- oh, no. In Dunedin, they do. Yeah. Because there's, like, I mean, it's hard to get an all-brown audience in Dunedin. <laughs> so Yeah, so white people d- come to my shows. But it doesn't mean that, like, no white people know who I am. Like, I, I'm known by all people yeah. to some degree. But um, it, I, I would only call myself famous in brown communities. Okay. So yeah. you said that you would appeal more to a brown audience? I guess. Yeah? I guess. Is it the your, your style of jokes that appeals to them? Or? I, I don't know, because I've got a lot of... I mean, like, white people like me as well. Yeah. It's just... I, I just am more known in brown communities. Mm, fair. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of storytelling. I mean, I make fun of white people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and white people cannot take the piss. Mm. Like. Some white people can. The good whites. The good whites <laughs> the can. The good ones. The, the G-dubs. <laughs> the G-dubs. The good whites. The good... The G-dubs. The, oh, yeah. love it. There's a lot of G-dubs out there. <laughs> Amazing. Um... So tell us, Pax, mm-hmm. why do you love comedy? What make you? Oh, you coming to- with the you coming with the generic radio <laughs> questions? Hey, you mean professional up in here? <laughs> Done many interviews before, as yeah. you can tell. Um, why do I love comedy? Was your question? Yes. Um, I love comedy because I get to do a job where I only work every now and then for like twenty minutes to an hour a night, and that's why I love comedy. I was not expecting the answer. <laughs> I was not expecting. I was still going for something like more generic Deep. from you. Like, there, yeah, that was good. That was good. No, no. The real um, reason I love comedy is because I can talk about things that people are normally uncomfortable to talk about. True. Because if I come, I have a, I, I have jokes that talk about certain issues around race, around um, identity, and all these kinds of things. And I can't just go and have conversations with people um, in regards to these things because people get defensive, people get standoffish. It's a bit full on. Mm-hmm. But in the context of comedy walls come down because people are laughing people are willing to listen to these things as well that's what that's the real reason i love comedy ah that's that's pretty deep i like that so when their walls come down do you reckon that's when you can i don't know use comedy as a platform to address issues for sure absolutely do you do that in your shows yeah my show this show the show that i've brought to dunedin is way more like it's way more um it's it's very talky like it's like 50% jokes or like 60% jokes and 40% like just talking about life, which is weird for me because Why is that? I don't know. I, I mean, like normally when you're a comedian, normally what you're thinking of is how can I keep the audience laughing nonstop, right? That's your job. You keep the audience laughing. This show, I've kind of thrown that away and I've just become okay with like Silence. making you laugh when I'm being funny, but okay. also just talking about things that I just want to talk about mm-hmm. and, and, and that's okay like it doesn't matter if you guys aren't laughing because the jokes are coming there are just sections where i just want to talk about some real stuff Mm. and last night was i opened my show last night and it was awesome Mm. the audience laughed when they needed to laugh they were attentive when they needed to be attentive and people had fun it was cool that's amazing it's a it's a gear shift for me it's a gear shift for me i haven't done this before where it's been a lot of like just expressing thoughts and Mm. concepts 
and as well as jokes. Right, right. And, and funny stories, you know? Is it harder, do you reckon, that kind of delivery? Or I think it is, because you have to find the balance. Yeah. You have to find the balance of keeping the, keeping the audience engaged and then, and then making them laugh. And, and when you're doing the bits where you're just ha- talking about things, not lo- them, them not losing a- attention, you know, like staying charismatic and engaging so that they stay engaged, you know? It's a bit more of a ballet. Mm. Um, which I'm figuring out. I don't know if I fully figured it out, but it's a fun show. I'm enjoying doing it. Well, that's good. So tell us about how you got into it in the first place. Into comedy? Yeah, like what made you want to do set up comedy in the first place? Like what um, got you into it? Um, I, I love <laughs> hard one. <laughs> it is a bit hard. Uh, is it hard? I don't know. I was 17 years old, okay. and I watched. Um, um, someone by the name of Joe Coy, who's a Filipino comedian okay. in America, and he kind of blew up online. And I watched him. And then when I was seventeen, is kind of when in- YouTube blew up. So like there was a period where YouTube was a thing, but it wasn't really part of mainstream culture as it is now, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of a fringes type form of media, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I, when I was seventeen, is kind of when YouTube started to enter the mainstream, and when stand up just started to like now it's littered with stand up like there's stand up everywhere you go on on YouTube back then it was only starting to hit and the first guy to really hit it on YouTube was Russell Peters like Mm -hmm. he was the first guy to really blow up on YouTube so after Russell Peters all these other comedians started popping up and then I just like became obsessed with stand up because it was everywhere on YouTube so I just like at 17 or 18 I just got lost in this like black hole of watching stand up every single day um, and then when I was 19, I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. The first time I saw stand-up was when I was 12, and I saw Eddie Murphy Raw on TV. Oh, fun. That's the first time. So that's the first time I was exposed to it. I didn't yeah. really know what it was. I just was like, oh, he's a funny black guy doing jokes, <laughs> and I thought it was cool. And then later on, I figured out that it's a job, mm. and that people do it. And then I was like, I want to do that job. You didn't, like, think about how it could be hard to, I don't know, be funny? Would you, like, Google, teach me how to be funny? Like, or um, where'd you get your repository of jokes? I've always, repository? Okay. <laughs> Look at me, big, just whipping big, it big words. Um, I No, I didn't think about that. I've always been a funny person. Okay. Because I went to a very white school. Every brown kid, if, if you're listening to this and you're a brown kid who went to a white school, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, you gotta, like, be fun. You gotta, like... It's Where did dark- you go to school in, by the way? Ha- Hamilton. Oh, okay. I grew up in Auckland, I went, and then I went to high school in Hamilton. Alright, so, yeah. huge white community. Oh, lovely white community. Big, <laughs> juicy white community. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, you gotta, you gotta... It's kinda, yeah, you gotta be funny to fit in. Yeah. Um, or you don't have to be funny to fit in, but that was my way of fitting in. That was the quickest way I could I could fit in, just by being funny. I think yeah. that for most people, even brown or white or whatever, that's, yeah. you know, that's a basic thing. You got to be funny to fit in, or I don't know, have a nice personality or a nice face. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. People, w- let me say this: if you have a nice face, there's a very low chance that you're funny. That is also very true because yeah. you have to be funny to yeah. like kind of make up for what you're lacking. Exactly, uggos are funny as, and I'm saying this <laughs> as an uggo. I am an uggo. <laughs> That's why I'm funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh come on! It's true. Not. It's true. Look at me. <laughs> um, thank God you're on radio then. Yeah. <laughs> no one can see it. your face. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm joking. He's actually not ugly, team. He's great. He's great. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, you know, I've never heard someone compliment me based on my looks 
with the word great. That's how you know someone's <laughs> trying to dodge it. He's great. Like, he's not hot. He's not cute. He's not handsome. I didn't want to he's, pick... You're I didn't great. Want, <laughs> I didn't want to pick a, a description that was purely physical. Great also means, like, personality-wise. Sure. And your personality and your, your beauty Yo, all comes hand in hand. That's woke. Yo, you woke Mate, right now. I'm woke. I hate I that hate, word, by I the way. Hate I hate that word, too. Word. I was going to say it. Um, I hate the fact that I use that word. Uh, but I, you hella woke. <laughs> Thank you. So let's move on to how I did a little bit of stalk on you just to okay. prepare for this sure. uh, interview. But International Comedy Gala in 2016, uh, yeah, 2016. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 2016. Yep. I don't know. I just like messed up there. Uh huh. Um, up in Auckland. How was that? It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was an amazing um, experience. So is stand up comedy like a very big scene in New Zealand? Would you it's, say? It's. I mean, it's hands down the biggest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is expected because when I first started, it was um, still in a real um, embryonic state, um, and now it's kind of exploded. I I was really lucky that I started at a time when not that many people wanted to be stand-up comedians in New Zealand, but now and so like I could get gigs really easily because there weren't a lot of comedians to fill the spots, mm. and and so I was I was very lucky in that sense. I I got into comedy just before the boom, like. In 2000, I would say like 2014, 13, 14, mm -hmm. it exploded. And now there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that want to be comedians in New Zealand. And all the open mics, there's one comedy club in New Zealand in Auckland on Queen Street, mm -hmm. which has a raw night. Where I you know can, the one, yeah. You know the one, yeah. you've been there? Yeah. So like they have a night where new people can come up and try stand-up. Those nights are backed up now. Like you got to email and, and you got to book in advance. You got to so. book in advance. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I, I started in 2011, so I started just before the boom. Right. So I'm really lucky in that sense. But yeah, it's, it's exploding right now, which is amazing for me. Yeah, it means more work for me, more gigs for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's in its biggest state right now. Do you keep track of how many gigs you've done so far? No, oh, it's too hard. <laughs> too, it's, many. Yeah, too many. It's too many. There's <laughs> too many. Too many. So you're a veteran. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm seven years now, seven eight years now. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. So doing well. Yeah, doing good. Yeah, mm. yeah, doing. I mean, I'm blessed. I'm like, <sighs> I never thought. My goal, my goal when I first started stand up was, I thought to myself, I just wanna be able to pay my bills and feed my family mm -hmm. through stand up, mm -hmm. and now I'm achieving that, which is crazy to think. Um, so now it's like, well, what's next? Mm. Um, but I'm one of the few people in New Zealand that get to say that they do that because not many people in New Zealand can do that. Um, so yeah, I'm, there's not a day go, not a day goes by that I, I don't remember how lucky I am, especially being this country and do it because of the industry is so small. Mm. Um, I'm, I don't live lavish. <laughs> I don't live lavish by any means. Yeah. Let me just put that out there. But you get paid well enough. Well enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Hashtag like, considering. <laughs> I'm saying all the things <laughs> I hate right now. <laughs> Why am I doing that? Next thing you're going to say is lit. Oh, God. God <laughs> forbid you should say lit. I'll never say lit. You just did. Oh, my <laughs> Sorry, Catch 22. <laughs> yeah. um, what's one comedian you look up to? Dave Chappelle. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he's the king to me. I, yeah. Oh, so you did it without any hesitation? No hesitation. Any? Uh, how long have you liked him for? How long has he Since been your idol? Uh, he, I wouldn't say he's my idol, but when people ask me that question, yeah. like when they straight up ask me, name the comedian that you uh, are inspired by, it's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, ever since Chappelle Show, which was a long time, 2008, 2009. Okay. Do you remember Chappelle Show? 
It was a sketch comedy show. He had a sketch comedy show. Mm-mm, I'm sure, but yeah. tell me more. Yeah, it was. It was just like you. You know, Kim Peel. Mm-mm. No, God, who am I talking to? <laughs> Kim Peel was a sketch show that was on Comedy Central. Um, Chappelle show was a sketch show that was on Comedy Central as well, I think. So I think I watched this stuff on YouTube, so I didn't. Like you must have seen some Kim Peel stuff on YouTube. I'd be surprised I if you had. I feel like haven't. I would probably like look at it and be like, oh yeah, like got this, but the name's just not ringing any bells. For me, yeah, so if you saw it, you'd yeah. probably click. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so ever since Chappelle show, I've been okay. I've been down with Chappelle from from that time. Yeah, and then now that he's made a resurgence and he's got like Netflix specials, I'm like, in really? heaven right now. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, it makes sense. Because he kind of went, he kind of went cuckoo bananas and went to like South Africa for like eight years and like. What did he do? It's he a long story. Know. Let's not get into it. It's a really long story. They offered him a lot of money. He freaked out. Something bad. Hollywood did something bad. He didn't want to be a part of it. He left. It's a very complicated story. I don't know if we can get into it right we'll now. Save it for another time. Save it then. for another time. Save it for s- story time. <laughs> um, so you've got two more, shows, um, two more shows. One tonight. Yeah. And it's on Saturday. One tonight at 8 p.m. and then one on oh. Saturday at 8 p.m. True, true. Um, what is one of the hardest things doing stand-up comedy? Um... Say like your show last night. Eh? Yeah. Like, did you run into? Was it like an overall smooth sailing? No. Kind of sh- not at all. So, what's one of the hardest things? Like, say, like maybe you hit like a. The thing is, the thing is, like I've dumped, I've dumped my old hour. So I had an old hour of stand up. I've thrown that away, and I've written a brand new hour of stand up. Mm-hmm. So the hardest thing is figuring out. The order of like figuring out how the show flows Mm because it's brand new. Mm -hmm. The old show I can I can do on cruise control. Like Mm -hmm. I don't even need to think about it anymore. Mm. But that's kind of an issue because then you kind of get lethargic. So you throw it away. You write a new show to keep yourself on your toes. But then the new challenge is figuring out what is the flow. Where did these jokes go? Where are the best placement for them? Which jokes don't need to be there? Which jokes need to be worked on? You know all these little things. So overall. The show is really funny. The audience was laughing. But there are little things that the audience doesn't even realize I'm thinking about. You know, mm-hmm. that like l- little things that you need to tweak. Not a single person in the audience is going to r- know the things I'm thinking about. But that's the challenge for me, is mm. crafting it so that it's at a point where I'm completely happy with. So yes, Dunedin, you are my guinea pig. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, well, it sounds like a good show so far. So it was know. great. I had yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Um, all this, like laughing. you were talking about, all this like crafting, whatever, is like completely different to like improv. It's completely different. It's so different. It's completely um, different. Uh, yeah. You're like, crafting a piece. Yeah. When you do stand up. And you have to remember it. You, you have, have to remember, remember it. the structure. And Absolutely. you have to be funny as well. Absolutely. So do you ever like. And you also have to be ready to improv when the time calls for it. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do yeah. you have you ever like been in a situation where you're halfway through your show and you're yeah. like got to change how the delivery is like because of the structure because the audience are not really <coughs> like being attentive or like not really reacting yeah. to what you like expectation wise totally totally not so much not so much in um these shows like not so much these hour shows that i bring to different cities because when i when i do these hour shows it's normally people who like me that come to my shows so like you don't come to a, a pack society show if you haven't done some research and you and you don't like me, right? True. So the people that come to my shows are usually more responsive. Like they're easy, like it's more fun because they're there to see me. The only time that that happens, what you're explaining, is when you just do a random lineup show that you've been booked on and the people aren't there to particularly see you. 
you're just one of the comedians on the show so, so say you're doing like 20 minutes and like eight minutes in you realize this audience does not like what you're doing yeah and you got to try and switch it up that happens mm. hasn't happened for a long time for me because people obviously come to see you y- so yeah like- i'm lucky that i've reached that point in my career but early on when you're like grinding and like figuring out who you are as a comedian oh that would be a hard that time. happens a lot mm. it happens a lot yeah there's some well, I've got some horror stories anyway we don't have to get into it <laughs> yeah I have I've been one. punched on stage anyway oh whoa yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. maybe we should have saved some time for that yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, I do have one last question though yeah. um, do you have like a special like collection of like jokes you just kind of keep um, on the side just in case you like yeah. to whip out and like it's like a safe joke that everyone sure. laughs at like, I've got my I've got my golden oldies yeah the so stuff that works on everybody gold, yeah, exactly and yeah. I would like to hear one right now tell really? our, li- okay, our okay. listeners yeah. okay 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 can I tell you can I tell you a joke? I don't want to tell you like a joke joke that I do a stand-up because a lot yeah. of my jokes are stories and they take a while. Okay. So right. let me tell you a joke that I've done in stand-up. Mm-hmm. I've done on stage, but it's like my dad's favorite joke. Okay, I'm so, ready for this. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> I have to prep. You want some water? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Okay, so this is how it goes. It's my dad's favorite joke. Okay. okay. Um, so there's, a, there's an American man, a Canadian man, and an Indian man on a boat mm-hmm. out in the ocean fishing, right? Uh, the boat capsizes, there's a big wave, the boat capsizes, and they all fall into the water. Um, and there's a shark, and they're all freaking out. The shark swims up to the American man, eats him, swims up to the Canadian man, eats him, swims up to the Indian man, and then swims away. And the Indian guy's like, oh, God, why did why did you save me? And the shark turns around and goes, nah, bro, I ate one of you last week and my asshole's still burning. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad that's my dad's like he when I first started stand up he was like Pax you have to say this joke on stage it's the funniest joke ever I'm I'm telling you your career will go to next level I promise you and I was like dad I can't just tell like jokes on stage <laughs> like I can't do that and he's like no I think no. that makes a joke not gonna lie the yeah, yeah, yeah that makes <laughs> now a joke now I can do it too <laughs> and so I did it on stage one time yeah. and my dad was in the audience and I did it and the audience exploded like they loved it and then I got off stage and my dad just looked at me and he's like I told you <laughs> <laughs> screw you <laughs> love it yeah uh, um, do you have any other last words to say or tell our can I pick the s- next song Am I allowed to do that? Uh, yeah, sure. Why what do you got lined up? Tell me what you got lined up. Well, I've got Public Enemy lined up. Oh. Shut him down. All right. Well, Love uh, some good nineties hip hop. Yeah. Do you, do you got um do you have Pheromonch? Simon says. I can load it on Spotify for you. Let's do Fer- I feel like Pheromonch Simon says. Simon says, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. have do you guys play that? Are you allowed to play that? Um I little... know what song you're talking about. Like da da da. That, that, that song you, you know you have great no idea you're like what the hell do you guys play like mainstream Simon Says is yeah, that yeah, one yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah sure Um, we do play mainstream but I don't oh okay but we're you guys alternative like look at 91 FM free your ass and your mind will follow that's oh, a sticker right there damn so we're that kind of station we don't really play Justin Bieber although no, I can if I was you talking want. Fat Joe I'm uh, a Fat Joe kind of guy. Fat Joe? Yeah. <laughs> you know um, Fat Joe, right? You don't do know I, Fat Joe do is? Do I know Fat Joe? I know, I know oh. Slim Joe. <laughs> you don't know who Fat Joe is? Do you know who Fat Joe is? I'm pointing at a random white lady. In the <laughs> you don't know who Fat Joe is? How old are you? How old are you? 24. How old are you? 23. Should we know Fat Joe? Oh my God, yes, you should know Fat Joe. 
I'm sorry, mate. So lean you back? To... You don't know Fat Joe lean back? Oh, yeah, yeah. We know that. Surely. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to lose my mind. I was, sorry. About, to, yeah, so my I was friend... about to trash this place. <laughs> my friend asked me if I knew Coolio, and I was like, I don't. And he was and like, played... you know. Yeah, he yeah, played right. okay, Yeah, And okay, then I was okay. like, right. Okay. It's like one of those things. Like, I'm everyone... forgetting that Like, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting that. How old that. are you? 27. You're not even old. I'm not even that old, but like this, these situations are happening more and more. Mm. Where like young people are like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I like The Weeknd. I'm like, shh. <laughs> the Weeknd. <laughs> we did play that earlier. Oh. Not going But Kendrick Lamar was in it, so it made it okay. Okay, that makes it okay. Right. Anyway, um, anyway just to round off the interview, I'm going to tell listeners that you can watch Pakistani at New Athenaeum Theatre. Yeah, right, right in the octagon. Right in the octagon. 23 the octagon and right here in Dunedin. And if you don't know what octagon is, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And <laughs> For real. <laughs> actually, yeah. that's where everyone goes. Um, his show is on tonight. Tonight, 8 p.m. 8 at the PM New Athenaeum Theatre. to 8.55, 55-minute, yeah. one-hour-long La- show. Last night I went to nine, 10 past 9, so... Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So. I need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. Since you're all about structure. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's also um, having a show tomorrow night. Yeah, tonight, Same tomorrow time, night, 8, 8 p.m. p.m. And it's R15. Yeah. But, but you can bring a kid if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And it's $18, 19 $20. Yeah, around there. Around, around there. there. It's not expensive. And you should go and see Tech Society because he makes you laugh. Well, he made me laugh, so he's doing something right as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Are you hard to make laugh? Um, am I hard to make laugh? Are you? <laughs> no, not at all. I laugh all the time. Okay. Good. The random white lady there is like shaking her head. <laughs> She's like, nope, she laughs all the time. <laughs> and we've got a song request from him as well, from good old Pax. He wanted Simon Says. Yeah, or Fat Joe. Either one. Pick up, make up your mind. I don't know. Go Fat Joe. Yeah, go Fat The white lady says Fat Joe. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I keep calling you white lady. You have a name. It's so rude. What's the song? <laughs> um, Lean Back. Let's go classic. There's new Fat Joe, but... All the way up. I'm all the way up. Nah, no, nah, nah, let's go old school Fedro. <laughs> okay. Um, yep, so we're going to play that. And do you have any last things to say to our Radio 1 listeners? Do you want to um, say, come to my show? Or you cannot, it's your prerogative, nah, up to you. <laughs> I mean, if you want to come to my show, come. If you don't, then don't come. Whatever you want to do, eh? I mean, study hard. That's what I'm going to say. It's study hard. Study hard, it's achieve greatness. Wall. Become uh, science, man. Okay, bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in to um, be interviewed, really. Yeah. Yeah, It was um, fun. Yeah, uh, good luck for your show. Thank you. And Radio 1 listeners, you know where to find him. That Tonight at the New Athenaeum. New Athenaeum, Where is that? I don't know. It's like Vault 21? Vault 21? Is that the place? Yeah, it's like next to place. that place. Next to Vault 21. Oh, okay. Okay. Actually, yeah. I do know where that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right in the Octi. Yeah, I yeah, know where yeah. that is. Yeah. Alright. Anyway, thank you so much no, for coming. No, thank you for having me. And here's your song, Lean Back by yeah. Fat Joe. Get featuring it. Lil John and Eminem. I and love it. It's <laughs> the jam. Enjoy, kids. Yo. Ow. You know every time you come home, you got the merch something. Fucking remix! Uh, yeah, Harlem and T.S. Who in the world want a problem with that? 